Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about the chromosome that determines the male sex, new secrets from an old Iceman, and an exoplanet denser than steel. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Researchers have finally sequenced the Y chromosome, which was one of the last major challenges they faced in completing the entire human genome. The Y chromosome, that's the one that determines the male sex, right? Exactly. So humans have 23 pairs of chromosomes that carry all of our genetic material. Each cell usually carries those 23 pairs, and we get half from our moms and half from our dads. So the first 22 pairs of chromosomes are called autosomes. They determine just about everything about us, our hair and eye color, our height, how big our ears are, everything. But the 23rd pair is called the sex chromosome. Right. And in those born female, if I'm not mistaken, the 23rd pair has two X chromosomes. And in those born male, the 23rd consists of one X and one Y. Does my high school biology shine through in this one? (laughs) Yeah, you actually got it. And it's that Y chromosome that has scientists scrambling for answers ever since they started sequencing the human genome. Why is the Y chromosome so difficult to sequence? Turns out there's a lot of reasons. The recent research was published in the journal Nature. The funny thing is, researchers always thought that the Y chromosome was a bit of a wasteland, only serving to determine the male sex. It contains lots of repetitive sequences where short segments of DNA are repeated over and over. These long stretches of identical DNA are hard to assemble correctly. And that's different than typical X chromosomes? Yeah, it actually is. Not only that, but parts of the Y chromosome contain palindromic sequences, where the DNA reads the same forward and backward. This makes it really difficult to figure out the orientation and order of the segments. Okay, so it's kind of like the world's hardest game of Sudoku. (laughs) I mean, yeah, kind of. It's also possible that because scientists didn't think it was all that important, they just didn't give it that much thought until now. But with some of the new sequencing, it's proving to be more essential than we thought. When some males lose the Y chromosome from some of their cells, they have a high risk for some cancers, Alzheimer's disease, and other illnesses. So having this sequence, I would guess, could help scientists get to the bottom of these risks? Yeah, exactly. They've also found that these chromosomes can be wildly different in each person. One person's Y could be literally millions of bases longer than the next person's. And not only that, but sections can be in different places in each person's chromosome. I'm not sure I follow. Do you have an example? Uh, Yeah. So the genes that affect uh, sperm production, for example, were found to kind of jump around all over the Y chromosome. In some people's Y, it's in a certain spot, but it's in a totally different spot in other people's. Researchers aren't sure why or how that works or whether or not it even matters, but getting to the bottom of that could help solve certain fertility problems. So the Y chromosome is a lot more complicated than they thought. Yeah, you got it. 
Having the full sequence gives scientists new insight into male biology and reproduction. But the bigger picture here is that it gives our understanding of human evolution a huge boost. We're closer than ever to decoding the entire human genome, and that can lead to massive new discoveries in everything from aging to treating and preventing what were once considered incurable diseases. It feels like the pace of discovery just keeps increasing. Absolutely. Although the researchers are quick to point out that this new Y chromosome sequence is just the first step. Any medical applications from this are still probably years away. Well, it might be a first step, but it feels like a big one. Back in 1991, high in the Alps along the border between Italy and Austria, the mummified remains of a man emerged from the ice. Researchers called him the Ötzi Iceman, and while he would arguably become one of the most studied mummies in all of archaeology, with each new discovery came more mysteries. Okay, yeah, I've actually heard about this guy. He was found with, like, a bunch of weapons and other stuff, right? Exactly. He was found over 10,000 feet above sea level with a bow and quiver, a dagger made of chipped flint, and a sheath made out of wicker. He also had a copper axe, shoes, and clothes. And he had a, a little hat made out of bearskin. <laughs> He's like the original mountain man. Well, that is actually where this mystery begins. Some scientists, the ones who discovered him, believe that he was roaming around up there and was attacked. He's got an injury in his shoulder from an arrow, so they assumed that someone shot him and left him to die. And the cold air quickly dried out his body, and then pretty soon, he was buried under ice where he sat for thousands of years. Yeah, that's the story I've always heard. Well, there's some evidence that he actually died in lower elevations where his body was dried out and was then carried up to the mountains where he would remain until 1991. Huh. Okay, so which is it? Was he attacked or was he placed there? The scientists may never know, but they will certainly argue about it. But there's another mystery about Utzi that they might have just solved. So they think he's around 5,300 years old and that his ancestors came from the Caspian Steppe. But here's the thing. People from the Caspian Steppe didn't start showing up until about 4,900 years ago. So he's too old. Right. They're sure he's from the Copper Age because so many of the artifacts he was found with are precise matches for other Copper Age items that they've found elsewhere. DNA scans taken in 2012 seemed to confirm his heritage from the Caspian Steppe, but archaeogeneticist Johannes Krauss from the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology in Leipzig, Germany, decided to have another look at Otzi's DNA and found something totally new. Okay, what did he do differently? Like, isn't DNA just DNA? Yeah, mostly, but as we have talked about a lot on this show, our ability to sequence and analyze DNA has actually grown pretty dramatically over the past few years. Krauss found that the old genome was super contaminated with modern DNA. And when he cleaned it up and had another look, the Caspian steppe ancestry was gone. Okay, so wait, what? So we don't know how he died or how he ended up 10,000 feet in the mountains or who he was or where he came from? His genetic heritage is about 90% that of Neolithic farmers, which is pretty high for Copper Age folks. And another thing, he had male pattern baldness and was likely really dark-skinned. Okay, all of the artist's rendering of him have always shown a white face and long hair. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's back to the literal drawing board, I guess. They say that genes indicating light skin tones didn't really show up until about 4,000 to 3,000 years ago when diets changed. Most plant-based diets lacked the vitamin D that diets consisting of fish and meat had, which caused our European ancestors from that region to lose their color. 
All that is to say, Ötzi the Iceman will always be one of archaeology's most famous mysteries, but the more scientists study him, the more he reveals his secrets. Cool. Is he on display somewhere? He is, but don't expect a warm reception when you go to see him. He is in a specially designed cold cell at the South Tyrol Museum of Archaeology in Bolzano, Italy. Well, guess we're going on a trip. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Somewhere out there, about 545 light years from Earth, in the constellation Boots, there is a dwarf star called TOI 1853 wandering through the universe with a very unusual partner. What a catchy name for a star they've come up with. You know? <laughs> so it's actually got nicknames too, like TYC 1468 1031 and TIC 7354 0072. Those astronomers have such a knack for naming things. You know, it's like it's like poetry, really. <laughs> I mean, I know you're joking, but while TOI 1853 is interesting enough, it's considered stable and has a mass about 85% of our own sun. It's what's orbiting it that has astronomers kind of on the edge of their seats. Sounds like we got an exoplanet. Oh, yes, you got it. Okay, as we all know, an exoplanet is a planet that orbits a star other than our own sun. They are basically planets outside of our own solar system. And the thing is, we've only really known for sure that these planets exist for a few decades. Back in the 80s, astronomers figured out that stars often wobbled, and that wobbling was probably the effect of a planet's gravity on the star. Right, because gravity doesn't just mean a planet being pulled into orbit by a star. The planet is also pulling on the star, right? Yeah, you got it. In fact, the very gravity that keeps us stuck to the Earth works both ways. Our own bodies are also pulling on the Earth. So back in 1989, astronomers used that gravity wobble to find two new planets outside of our solar system. That was a huge discovery, but let's fast forward to today. We've upped our telescoping game and figured out new ways to scour the universe. We've now identified more than 5,000 exoplanets. Oh, it's like we've discovered that the universe is actually teeming with planets. <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> and that brings us back to our little dwarf star, TOI-1853. Scientists have recently found that it is orbited by a world that's about the size of Neptune. If you measured its radius, it would be about three and a half times that of Earth. At that size, our planet would have about 44 times the mass it does now. Okay, sure. That makes sense. Does it work out like that? Well, it actually turns out it's about 73 times as massive as our own little world. Oh, okay. Let me get this straight. So it's bigger than Earth, and then its mass is like way bigger than Earth. It's more dense than steel. Wow, so it's like a super heavy pinball bouncing around its star. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Just except a they, shiny pinball. Well, now that's all I'm going to picture. I mean, okay, <laughs> except they think it's actually a rocky planet. It's not necessarily metallic. All right. Wait, okay, Earth is rocky though, right? So imagine stuffing like 75 times as much rock into only 44 times as much space. Mm -hmm. So, like, how is this planet so much more dense than our rocky blue dot? 
So that's what's got astronomers so fascinated. Planets this massive have been pretty rare, so it gives them a glimpse into the wild diversity of objects in our universe. They think that this planet probably had water on it at one point, but was blasted in a giant explosive impact that knocked all of its water out and stripped away the lighter elements, leaving a supermassive hunk of rock orbiting its dwarf star out there in the constellation known as Boot. That Boot is steel-toed, eh? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So what could have possibly impacted it enough to make it so massive? I mean, probably another planet from their solar system. Mm, so it is like a pinball, just made of rock. <laughs> Did they give it like a great name? Uh, Big Dan, Mr. Massive, or Super Chunk. Super Chunk. Okay, no, it is called, wait for it, <gasps> TOI-1853B. <sighs> Well, at least its composition is interesting. <laughs> it is. And it gives astronomers more clues as to how worlds and solar systems form. They say this is the first time they've been able to investigate any impact of this size. And whether you call it TOI-1853b or Big Dan, it's a pretty big deal for our understanding of the universe. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. The scrappy Y chromosome finally got its full DNA sequence mapped out, revealing new insights into this strangely complicated sex chromosome. New researchers can explore how these genes affect everything from fertility to cancer risk and fill in the blanks of the human genome puzzle. A new genetic analysis of Utzi, the 5,300-year-old Iceman mummy, revealed his ancestors weren't Caspian steppe nomads, as previously thought, but European Neolithic farmers. The new analysis uncovered Utsi had male pattern baldness and skin as dark as an African's, not the light tone seen in older artistic depictions. A giant exoplanet called TOI-1853b is puzzling astronomers with its unusually high density. This beefy world tips the scales at 73 times Earth's mass, but squeezes it all into a body only seven times wider than our planet, earning it the title of densest known Neptune-sized world in the cosmos. Scientists theorize violent collisions during formation blew away TOI-1853b's lighter elements, leaving behind a steel-crushing, rock-enriched planet. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 